BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome, everybody, to The Water Cooler. Thanks for being here. I'm David Brody. It is Tuesday, May 18, 2021, and we all woke up this morning in Joe Biden's America. We here at The Water Cooler have a name for it. Folks, Joe Biden has now given new meaning to the term Operation Warp Speed. This 100 plus days has been more like a rapid decline into the abyss, so we call it Operation Warp Speed for America quickly into the toilet. Thank you very much. This is only an hour show. I can't list all the ways we spiral to this point. However, I want to quickly run through a few things. First of all, an out of control energy crisis, a labor crisis where people are more content to sit home, eat ice cream, wait for the unemployment check, spending out of control, new concerns about inflation, a consumer price index showing prices surging 4.2% from last year. Tax hikes coming, a Middle East crisis. Did I bury the lead? Where Joe Biden remains silent on the anti-Semitic rhetoric from his party. There's a cultural crisis that includes encouraging transgender boys competing against girls in sports. You've got pro-abortion rules and executive orders run amok and a Department of Education pushing critical race theory. All of this collectively adds up to an Operation Warp Speed that sinks America into the toilet. Thank you. Now, on the show today, we will discuss Biden's America Plus. Kevin McCarthy says no to this commission that plans to investigate what happened on January 6th. We're going to get reaction to that. Plus, Dr. Fauci admitting today that the CDC guidance on going maskless has led to confusion. Yeah, tell us something we didn't know already. We'll have a closer look. And a Christian student at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, fighting back against the COVID vaccine. She's claiming a religious exemption. She and her lawyer will be here to discuss. But first, want to discuss Biden's America and a whole lot more with our first guest, U.S. Congresswoman Mary Miller is here with us in studio. Thank you. It's great to be here. I've got to ask you about uh, Kevin McCarthy first off. He said, no, we're, we're not, mm-hmm. he's not in favor of this commission. What, what's your view on the commission? Well, from what I know about it, it's going to give unelected bureaucrats outrageous power, subpoena power. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to use it to further smear Republicans. It's going to be bipartisan. Um, we've had these other commissions going forward. We've been four months, and uh, Nancy Pelosi has not been forthright with information. And I think we need an investigation into her. Mm-hmm. And there are rumors that she knew that there was going to be something going on that day. Um, she didn't want to have adequate police or National Guard there. Mm-hmm. So I think we should turn the table and start requiring some answers out of her. You know, that's really interesting. (laughs) You kind of read my mind on that because that was kind of be my second question. But I do want to follow up on that, which is everybody's talking about, especially in the media. You know, uh, what about what McCarthy talked to Trump about and all this stuff in January 6th and kind of like a Republican bashing. But indeed, is this commission going to investigate anything that Nancy Pelosi, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is the head of the U.S. House, if you will. Wouldn't uh, Capitol Police have come to her? And she must have some information, too. Well, she doesn't. She hasn't been forthright. Plus, they've been propagating all these lies. I mean, they Mm -hmm. said, I don't know how many they said were killed 
at the scene. They acted like there was weapons there. There were no weapons there. Mm -hmm. I mean, even my husband, he drove me out here mm -hmm. uh, to be sworn in with my family. Mm -hmm. And they were at the rally with President Trump. Mm -hmm. And my husband said, never once did violence cross his mind. Mm -hmm. Now, I was there, but I had to leave early to go to the House floor. And I want to say, I got a ride. And when I arrived, now, President Trump hadn't mm -hmm. spoken yet. Okay. But when I arrived at the Capitol, there was already a group there. Mm -hmm. around the Capitol. Mm -hmm. They were already there. And, you know, um, they've arrested people. It's outrageous. They have not had a trial. They, they have not had bond set. They're in mm -hmm. solitary confinement. Mm -hmm. And in D.C., there are criminals that are tried and found guilty and released. Mm -hmm. These people have not had, you know, a, the ability to defend themselves or put up bond. And even my husband, mm -hmm. he has been accused by Illinois Democrats of leading the insurrection. He was required to show up in front of the inspector um, at, at Springfield because mm -hmm. he's a legislator there. Yeah. And they were accusing him of leading the insurrection. And he, one of the things he pointed out to them, he goes, my wife for 41 years was in there. Why would I lead an insurrection? <laughs> right. But they're just grasping at straws. They're trying to deflect from how they are dismantling mm -hmm. our country, our mm -hmm. great country, the most free and prosperous nation that's ever existed in the world. Mm -hmm. That is their goal. Let me ask you a little bit about Nancy Pelosi, while we're on the subject of Nancy uh -huh. Pelosi. This, this mask stuff that she's yeah. talking about, everybody still needs to wear masks. Uh -huh. Wait a minute, she's, yeah. <laughs> I'm missing this. She's going against the CDC guidance, right. basically. I thought we were supposed to follow the science. Well, she's just a power-hungry, I don't, I don't want to say bad <laughs> Fill in the blank. The, yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. all of us, first of all, the Senate isn't wearing masks. All of us right. are interacting without masks. Now you see um, you know, all the employees on elevators, whatever, they don't have masks on. So, so why do we have show. to put a mask on there? It's a sign of being under her thumb. Mm, very interesting. And there's a $500 fine the first time you don't wear it, $5,000 the next time. But I can tell you the Republicans are ready to blow gasket about it. Mm. Yeah, very interesting. All right. Uh, well, we'll follow up on okay. that for sure. Uh, Biden's America. We talked yes. about it at the top of the show. What's your what's the most concerning part of all of this for you? I mean, there's I mean, so much yeah. to go through. I mean, gas prices got a labor shortage, got unemployment. I mean, what's most concerning to you? I mean, I'm sure it's all concerning, but yeah. what's what's being talked about in your district? What's happening? There? OK, the most concerning thing to me is that their agenda is one thing mm -hmm. and it is dismantling what Trump did. That was great for our country. Mm. America First was a fantastic agenda. It's still the right agenda. And day one, it didn't matter how good it was for the American people. Biden was about undoing it. Mm -hmm. For example, the Keystone Pipeline. Right. 11,000 jobs left. That's 11,000 households. Real life people that were affected. And he didn't even act like he cared. He was like, mm -hmm. well, they can get another job putting together a, a windmill or something. I don't even know what it, right. but I mean, he doesn't care. So the thing that concerns me is that instead of America first, it's America last, just like the borders. Mm -hmm. It is outrageous. This is the first time in the history of our country that we have had a president, the man that took the oath of office to uphold the constitution and our laws that he is um, ignoring and uh, promoting uh, uh, to ignore our immigration laws. The mm -hmm. American people have the right to know who's coming across our border and why. Mm -hmm. And we know that they're bringing in, they're bad, there's some people that are coming because they've been duped, mm -hmm. which I feel really bad for them. And mm -hmm. his, they advertise for this. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's bearing the fruit of what he did. Yeah. Um, but we know that there's drug cartels. I mean, it's a fact. Mm -hmm. um, 
the gangs are coming in, they're trafficking women and children, terrorists are coming across. Plus, they've shut us all down for a year for health reasons, for COVID. Now they want to require COVID passports. They don't care about a passport at the border. Mm -hmm. I think I read 30% of the people coming across are COVID positive. They're smashing them in facilities that aren't built for the numbers of people. Mm -hmm. They're putting them in as fast as they can. They're putting them on buses and planes, and they're putting, moving them into the interior of our country. Yeah. Every state is a border state. Now, Illinois is a sanctuary state, mm -hmm. so of course we just like widely open the doors. But American people are waking up, and I'm here, I'm a regular person mm -hmm. that ran for office, and I'm excited because I want to motivate regular people to look for their opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, our country will cease to exist. And I'm the mom of seven, grandma of 17, awesome. and I care about our children and grandchildren. I want, I appreciate the opportunities that we've, you know, we appreciate mm -hmm. the opportunities we've had. Number one, I want our kids and our grandkids to recognize the country that we grew up in. I want them to have the same opportunities that we've had to pursue mm -hmm. the American dream. So, you know, yeah. they're just, number one, dismantling everything, whether it's, and, and yeah. President Trump was so courageous, mm -hmm. and he did things that should have been done for so long, and, and that's their whole agenda is dismantling it. They despise him mm -hmm. because he was a, for our country, and they are, um, they're just about one world government, I think. Right. Well, I got to tell you, uh, when you say they, they despise him, that, yeah. I mean, you don't need to fact check right. that, folks. I mean, that, that is true, yeah. 100%. They would probably even yeah. potentially admit that, or maybe yeah. they won't. I've got about a minute left, but yeah. I got to ask you about the vaccine okay. passports. And yes. I put this in air quotes because I got to tell you, here on the show, we call it the, the vaccine papers, the yeah. papers. Because if you say, can I see your papers, yeah. that has a whole different connotation. Oh. I mean, what kind of America are we going to start to live in here? This well, is very scary. It's scary, but I think American people need to recognize how much fear can motivate you. It can motivate you maybe to do something good, but to do something bad. And they have been selling fear all year. And just like James O'Keefe got CNN to admit on secret tape that they put that death count in the corner and they were laughing about it because they wanted to keep people fearful. And now they said their next agenda is climate change fear. Mm -hmm. And they want to keep us fear because they can control us that way. Mm -hmm. And I want to say fear is from Satan. I'm a Christian. Yep. Fear is an attribute of Satan and mm -hmm. he uses it to motivate us to do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. so. well, I, I, listen, you, you don't have to convince me of that. I 100% <gasps> agree with you on that. And, and it just seems like crisis after crisis. Yes. You know, if you, if, you know, never let a good crisis, crisis. go. Yeah. Well, the labor crisis. Yeah. Even, I got oh, 30 my. seconds. Oh, anyway. my. People in my district are lamenting. They can, yeah. cannot get help and I want to let you know that there's yeah. a bill coming forward from the Republicans that people have to reapply for unemployment and if their job is still there their unemployment is over mm -hmm. and a lot of states are moving forward with that so. Congresswoman Mary Miller <laughs> we got to have you back you have okay. a lot to say and thank I love you. that thanks for being here thank you for having me all right uh, Congresswoman Mary Miller which by the way let's just be very clear the founders talked about this in the founding of this country a government run by citizens yeah. Mary Miller right here a citizen of the United States that's what we want, regular people. We're back in a moment here on The Water Cooler. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. We, we knew this was going to come. Uh, we, we knew with COVID-19 and the vaccinations, uh, if there are going to be people that decide to stay unvaccinated, uh, there are, will be some that say, hey, religious exemption. Well, here we go. Uh, here's a headline uh, in the Christian Post. A Christian student fights back against university's vaccine mandate sites. Yeah, there it is, religious exemption. We want to discuss more of this uh, with our next guest. Uh, Keisha Russell is the counsel at First Liberty Institute who is representing Jackie Gale, who is also with uh, Keisha. She is the student at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, uh, at the center of all of this. Uh, Jackie, Keisha, thanks for joining us here on The Water Cooler. Thank you for having us on. Thank you. Well, uh, Jackie, let me start with you. Tell me a little bit about um, some of the background here as to what happened. Uh, obviously, I know you can go on and on with a lot of details, but kind of give us the Reader's Digest version of why we're here in the first place. What, what happened exactly? So recently I finished my first year. I was allowed to um, live on campus, um, attend classes. Well, we didn't have many uh, in-person classes, but I was allowed to do everything the students are allowed to do right now. Um, and then I was told, I looked on the website and I had a hold of my record from um, not having um, immunizations. Right. And I was told that my religious exemption only was valid K through 12 and it was not valid for my um, college experience. Okay, so apparently you weren't able to register for classes, though they've lifted that right now temporarily. What's what's the what's happening here? Yeah, so the university has uh, lifted the hold. Uh, there, we're still in ongoing conversation with them at First Liberty and waiting for them to really confirm that she's not going to have this issue again. Uh, they did allow her to register all last year during her freshman year, and then all of a sudden now in February they place a hold in her account and tell her she can't register, although they've lifted it now. So we're trying to get them to confirm that they do honor religious exemptions, put that in their policy, a written policy, just like they acknowledge medical exemptions, they need to acknowledge the religious liberty exemptions too. And um, we want to make sure she's not going to have this problem throughout her experience at UAB. Keisha, is this a legal fight right now or is this just a conversation at the conversation stage? Well, we're at the conversation stage, but, you know, we're at First Liberty always willing to sue on behalf of our clients if we need to in order to get them uh, the treatment that they are required to get on the under the law. And that is that religious exemptions are treated the same way as the secular exemptions. The university in writing acknowledges a medical exemption and they need to in writing acknowledge a religious exemption, too, and treat it the exact same way so that Jackie and others don't have to continue. Well, Jackie, so you've had a religious exemption, right? In the past, I mean, you went to you went to public school. Did you go to public schools then in Alabama? How did this how did this work beforehand? Because you haven't been vaccinated uh, on other on other uh, uh, diseases, if you will, as well. Yes, I have not had any childhood vaccines, and the exemption worked for um, when I went to public schools. Right. But okay. So, but in this case, you're saying they're they're obviously giving you a problem. T tell us a little bit about. Uh, people want to understand why uh, why you would decide not to get the vaccine from a religious exemption standpoint. I think there, there are many folks that, that do this uh, around the country, and there are certain reasons why they claim a religious exemption. What What is your reasoning be behind it, Jackie? I believe that God wants my, I want to, um, God wants me to be healthy, and I don't want to put those kind of chemicals and toxins inside my body. And I also recently found out that 
in vaccinations, um, uh, aborted fetus cells are um, made to um, make that vaccine. They are put in there. So I'd be putting that in my body. And I just had a conviction before I even learned that I had a conviction that God wouldn't want me to put that in my body, any of the um, childhood vaccines, anything like that. Right, for sure. And, and Keisha, I would think, I mean, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but this feels like a case or a type of case that would be ripe for climbing up the judiciary ladder, potentially even to the Supreme Court, because, I mean, th th this, you know, what is it about exactly? This is religious discrimination, in essence, is it not? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what you're looking at now is sort of the foundation of, again, uh, you know, you know, COVID being used to treat religious uh, people differently than um, others, uh, just like you saw with churches being closed, but casinos and strip clubs and liquor stores being allowed to remain open, you're going to see the same sort of thing where people who want religious exemptions to vaccines are being treated differently than people who have secular exemptions. So people like med who have medical exemptions and they can't get these vaccines, uh, the risks are still the same, right, for anyone who isn't vaccinated. So that means uh, that university, any government official um, and institution, they're all supposed to treat religious exemptions in this exact same manner. So provided they don't, First Liberty will be there. And if anyone else encounters it, they need to find us at firstliberty.org and we can help them out. Jackie, have you experienced some, uh, I guess the word would be uh, harassment or some, some, uh, some people that are coming out against you because of this? Uh, or, or has this been an online situation where you haven't had to be necessarily on a campus? I, I don't know the speci specifics of it. Um, I don't think has this, I don't think this um, has gotten out enough for uh, people to, or maybe I just haven't looked online. Um, I uh, of what I know, I haven't received any harassment over this. Yeah, I'm also curious, Jackie, uh, about the fact that at first you weren't allowed to sign up for classes, uh, and then they finally said, okay, you can. But didn't that mess you up? Because, I mean, I've got a college student uh, who, if you don't get in in time, you're going to not get some courses that you, you need to get in to make sure you either graduate on time or keep your schedule the, the way it needs to be. So I... Uh, I may or may not get some classes that I, uh, or at least some core classes that um, I wanted to this year, but First Liberty said they would help out, they would, um, they would make sure uh, that I was heard, and if there was any core classes that I needed this year, any prerequisite, prerequisites, mm -hmm. that they would, they would contact UAB about that and help me out to get those classes. Sounds good. And Keisha, real quick, I got 20 seconds, but the University of Alabama, Birmingham, what's your sense? Do you think they're going to dig in here? They haven't, what, until May 27th to, to get back to you? Yeah, I mean, like I said, we're in ongoing discussion. So our what we want right now is for them to confirm Jackie's not going to have this problem again and that they will add the religious exemptions um, explicitly in their policy. Um, and we're hoping that they'll do that. So we'll see what happens. If not, then we're prepared to take the next step in litigation if necessary. Keisha Russell uh, at First Liberty and Jackie, really appreciate you both being with me today. Thank you so much for sharing the story. Great stuff. Uh, and look, I, I think this is the first of many, many uh, situations like this to pop up across the country. We'll be on top of it here at the Water Pool. Back in a Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Hey, here's someone we haven't talked about in a while, Andrew Cuomo, the governor of New York. Uh, should we get a live look, Madison? Can we get a live look as to where Cuomo is right now? There he is. Hey, he is still in the doghouse. Um, that doesn't look like the governor's mansion, but uh, in essence, it kind of is uh, for Andrew Cuomo. And uh, here's why we're talking about Mr. Cuomo. Uh, the Just the News headline, New York Governor Cuomo's book deal was worth a whopping $5.12 million. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Uh, just so I, that's not a typo, right? No, how can a whole headline be a typo? So he's getting, what, $5 million? Okay, maybe less after taxes. For what? Botching the nursing home scandal? Anyhow, don't get me started. But uh, Jerry Kasser might get started uh, right now. He is the New York State Conservative Party chairman. Jerry, good to see you here on the water cooler. Good to see you as always, David. Very good. Thank Jer you. Jerry, I believe, and I don't know if it's hyphenated, but this is where I say oi gavolt. I don't think it's hyphenated. Uh, but uh, why don't you give us your reaction up there to the fact that Cuomo is going to make some money off of this book, quite a bit of money. So, so believe it or not, we've been criticizing him for months because we thought he was going to make $3 million off the book. <laughs> now it turns out it's $5.12 million. Even the part where he's giving a couple hundred thousand to COVID relief is a tax deduction for him. Any way you look at this, the deal, um, the deal seems extraordinarily overly generous before you get to the fact he's essentially advertising himself as a leader based on, you know, the, based on his activities during COVID, where so many people died due to his uh, mismanagement. Some headlines have called the money he's making on this book blood money. I'm not, you know, I don't want to use such terminology, but if others want to use it, I do suspect that many will draw the conclusion that um, this is one of the worst deals we've seen a politician make um, ever for earning money off a book. But then again, he also used state resources to get the book done. So I suppose from his perspective, any way you look at it, um, it, all, it all came out, you know, good for Governor Cuomo until he got caught. Yeah. And that's the thing about any criminal. He got caught. Well, let's put up the book title again, shall we? Because th this is kind of ironic, isn't it? Uh, American Crisis Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. They might want to say Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. And oh, by the way, how to make a great buck uh, on a crisis. Because that's, that's what it is. So, so, Jerry, what should he do here? I mean, he's saying he's given some money to the United Way. He's saying what? He's got, apparently he's got some money there for his kids in a trust fund. I don't know what's going on with the money. Well, it, it, I mean, if you want to play the numbers, it was 500000 to charity, which I said, as I said, he gets a deduction. It's a million dollars in trust funds for his kids. The rest of it goes to him. But I mean, I think one would argue that money, the money that goes to his children is part of his world. I mean, the bottom line is the book should have American crisis. The rest of the world should be gone and there should be an arrow pointed at his head because he is the American crisis. The book reads page for page per page, lie after lie after lie. Mm -hmm. There was, a, there was a, a crisis and he did nothing to, as proven now, to get us out of the crisis. He w he's a horrible governor. 
and the book is an indictment of him. So, Jerry, uh, let me ask you a straight-up question. Has he weathered any sort of storm as it relates to his governorship and the calls for impeachment and also the, all of the sexual harassment allegations? Uh, we haven't heard much of a, of a peep nationally. It just seems like the, you know, the, the liberal media has ADHD and they're just moving on to something else. Well, I mean, we're about to uh, get a report. We're about to get a report from the attorney general uh, relating to the sexual harassment allegations. The there was a referral made three weeks ago to the attorney general by the state controller concerning the use of state resources on this book, and there is an active investigation for an impeachment by the state assembly, which I have some questions about. I I, I feel that you know. If they used the Pelosi method, they could have uh, indicted uh, Cuomo six times over by now. But, you know, they seem to be taking all the time in the world. Uh, but regardless, you know, you really have to feel that, you know, the end is coming for Governor uh, Cuomo, whether the mainstream media covers it or not. Um, I just feel that he is, um, he is um, about to face a whole new wave of problems as everything becomes official against him. So when you say the end is coming, are you referring to this report that is expected to drop soon? Yeah, I mean, the, 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 there's been numerous interviews uh, with the, um, the individuals who have accused them of sexual harassment. I mean, we've heard what they've had to say because they're not really quiet about it. I do not really see how the governor survives that report. And there's also the investigation, which is part of all of, of, of this in different, different aspects, concerning how his staff has... Um, made it very clear that they were involved in a cover-up to, to the state government, to the public, to the federal government on data. So what leads directly to him? What rolls around him? What involves state resources? What involves sexual assault? I mean, it is hard to believe that any honorable person would allow himself to remain in government, joking around often about, about what he's been up to, um, and think he's going to get away with this. I yeah. just I just find this him to be despicable. And meanwhile, while we're on the topic of Cuomo, by extension, uh, the, the folks that are leaving New York, uh, you know, and it, I, I wanted to get your comments about that because, I mean, there's this new report that apparently, I'm not sure the exact figure, but tens of thousands of people leaving New York, going to Florida uh, and lots of different things. Well, what's the status? I mean, I mean so to me, at least, you've got liberal policies in New York and that state and that city have just been decimated. Well, I mean, it's it's a. Uh... It's very easy to conclude if you have any level of mobility that you're going to want to leave the state. And if you're out of the state, it's very easy to conclude you're never going to come back. I mean, it's about taxes, the general environment, crime, you know, transportation, insurance. Everything is on steroids here, and those steroids are not making it better. I'll tell you that. Um, so I can, you know, plus there's always been a link of, with New York with uh, Florida. So there's, you know, many people have homes there to begin with. So, I mean, I just do not um, I just do not see how this government could have such blinders on, you know, I mean, to have to convince the mayor of the city of New York that you needed more police on the subways, it's pretty scary that it took such a long time to convince them. I, yeah. I, I, you know, and then they want us to talk about money for tourism to help bring people back. If they give the money to the cops, they put more police on the street, they make the street safer. Actually, yeah. tourism is more likely to come back than doing an advertisement of Statue of Liberty. Right, Jerry Kasser. Really appreciate your time. New York State Conservative Party Chairman. Thanks, uh, Jerry.
Great stuff. Oh, you're always welcome, Dave. Thank All right. you. Appreciate it. Uh, Jerry, uh, fighting the good fight in uh, the state of New York. All right, when we come back, the CDC, Fauci, masks, and here's a word for you that appeal applies to all of that. Confusion. I'm confused. Back in a moment. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to the water cooler, everybody. All right, so uh, I'm confused. <laughs> Uh, just ask my wife and family. They'll tell you, yeah, tell us something we don't know. Uh, but no, really, I'm confused about uh, the whole CDC mask guidance. I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, so if you're, let me get this straight. I'm trying to understand. So if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask. So if you go into a business, then what? I mean, the local clerk at Walgreens is going to say, excuse me, sir, are you vaccinated or unvaccinated? I mean, in other words, if you don't have a mask on, are they going to start asking? The whole thing's so confusing. Anyhow, Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, a renowned expert, I'm sorry, insert joke there, um, had this to say on ABC's Good Morning America. It's perfectly reasonable and understandable for the owner of that establishment to say, you know, we're going to keep the mask mandate up. And that's what we're seeing. And I think that's causing the confusion because some are maintaining a mask mandate and others are not. Oh, he's talking about local businesses. I mean, what's a local business owner to do? Uh, you know, first of all, here's what we don't want to have happen. Uh, well, you know what? Before I even get in there, can we just bring in <laughs> Dr. Tom Borelli, a contributor at Real America's Voice? Tom, good to have you on the show, by the way. Hey, David, great to be on with you. First time. Uh, yeah, uh, this is the debut episode. Uh, let's make it go viral. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, viral. Hey, we're talking about COVID. I guess virus. All right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. So, Tom, help me through this because, I mean, I don't want the Walgreens clerk uh, asking me for my vaccine papers uh, if I don't have a max mask on. I mean, what, what in the world are businesses supposed to do here? This is crazy stuff. Well, David, I think the big problem here is basically the CDC and Dr. Fauci that sent so many missed messages over such a long period of time that everybody's confused. So don't be ashamed that you're confused. Sometimes I even get confused and have <laughs> somewhat training in this area. The problem again is they their guidance has been all over the place and they're essentially punting the footballs, so to speak, to small business owners to let them figure it out. They want, unfortunately, the small business owner to be the cop on the block. And what kind of business owner wants to be asking those questions uh, to customers? Because there's a good chance a customer, either at a restaurant or a small other business, will say, hey, I'm going to go somewhere else because they're feeling hassled. But at the end of the day, most recently, the CDC has been overly, overly cautious. And I'm glad they pulled back the mask mandate for people who are vaccinated. Oh, by the way, that's the whole purpose of the exercise. You get the vaccine so you can't get the infection. That was the purpose of the exercise. And they were really concerned that even though you got vaccinated, maybe you could get infected, not to a degree that you would get sick, but to a degree where you might be able to transmit it to somebody else, even though you were vaccinated, but the most recent uh, CDC review says that's not a problem now. So if you're fully vaccinated, you really don't have to wear a mask. Okay, so let me just take, let me understand this for a second. So if someone is sure. unvaccinated, I mean, first of all, if you're vaccinated, 
and you're around someone that's unvaccinated, technically still you you can't really i mean overall your chances are still extremely low of getting covid right because you're vaccinated even if you're around someone unvaccinated right or 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 am i missing that no that that's that's right so the, what the cdc was concerned wasn't so much of the uh, the unvaccinated person infecting the vaccinated person because the the vaccine itself is about 94 95% effective the moderna and uh, the Pfizer vaccine. What they were concerned about was the fact that even though if I'm vaccinated, I still might have virus load in my nose, even though I, I don't feel sick. My immune system is stopping me from getting sick. But in theory, I could transmit it to an unvaccinated person. And that was their recent decree. They don't think that's a big problem at all. They think that risk of a vaccinated person infecting an unvaccinated person essentially to be minimal. Yeah, but then they want the unvaccinated person to wear a mask and, and the vaccinated person doesn't have to wear a mask. So how does that sound? <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. And the whole purpose of the I exercise, actually, of the, of the mask, and even though they're not as effective as they say they are, was that if I was infected, I would reduce transmission to you. That was the purpose of that exercise. And, yeah. you know, with large particles and sneezes, maybe it reduces the velocity of viruses spreading around. But it's certainly not a perfect uh, fail-safe mechanism by far. Yeah, Tom, my biggest concern here, I think overall, is we live in such a divisive country right now. And the la and here we go. I mean, we have Democrats, Republicans, liberals, conservatives. I can go, you know, X, Y, and Z. And now we have the VPs and the UVPs, the vaccinated people and the unvaccinated people. I mean, it's like we're, like the last thing our society needs is any sort of like, oh, it's those people. Oh, it's those people. I mean, really? Really, Tom? I mean, I don't know. No. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. We, we live in a very polarized, politically uh, divisive uh, time. And the vaccine, and whether you've got vaccinated, whether you wear a mask, people scolding you, whatever. But again, I'm going to be a little bit cynical. I'm going to take off my science hat and be the cynical uh, uh, analyst here, political analyst. And I think this is part of the Biden, President Biden's strategy is to throw this sort of mask, unvaccinated mask, everybody talks about it. It creates discussion in social media and it stops discussion about President Biden's immense failures, like at the border or with inflation starting to soar or with former gas lines in the Southeast. When Americans are talking about mask, not mask, virus, not virus, they're going to try to milk the coronavirus to the nth degree because they don't want people to talk about Hamas terrorists firing rockets unlimited into Israel, among other things. Now, that's a great point. I mean, this is an eight minute segment. So we've just spent eight minutes not talking about <laughs> X, Y and Z uh, for Correct. sure. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we had Congresswoman Mary Miller on from Illinois at the top of the show, and she was talking about how fear is such a motivating factor for people in an unhealthy way. It really is. And that's another problem with the science in my you know, early part of my career. I spent many years in the lab. And my biggest concern here is that Fauci, CDC, they really destroyed the credibility of scientists. Mm -hmm. It's now not the boy who cried wolf. It's Fauci who cried wolf. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to believe the man. Everybody's got Fauci uh, burnout. 
Uh, it's hard to see him on TV. Every time he gets up there, it's a different message. But the conclusion is from the vast majority of Americans, I fear is we can't believe anybody. We're just going to do it on our gut. And God forbid if some other pandemic pops up, no one's going to believe the government scientists. And I think that's the bigger problem going forward. No, I think you're 100% correct on that. All right, Dr. Tom Borelli, great to have you on your water cooler debut. I wish I could <laughs> tell you we could give you a parting gift like turtle wax. But we got nothing. We, we got, I wish Next I had time. something. Next time. All right. Can, Madison, can we get some turtle wax? All right. We'll work on it. All right. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, but he's absolutely right. I mean, look, uh, the, the, this, is, this is the problem, uh, that where, where we're going in a society. Uh, and I, I got to tell you, I, I'm still confused about everything. But uh, are you confused? Maybe you're not confused. You know, people are not going to get vaccinated because they don't trust the government. They don't trust us, the science and Fauci and all that stuff. Back in a moment. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. Just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. Uh, it is time for the Real America Voice Save America Freedom Tour. Here we go. By the way, who's driving that bus? W were they speeding? All right, sorry, separate issue. Uh, let's go to Amanda Head, Real America's Voice correspondent there in the city of brotherly love. Amanda, what is happening in Philadelphia? Hi, David. Yes, as you can see, I am standing in the back of Independence Hall, a very important place in history. But you and the Congresswoman were just talking about the founding of our country, and she talked about fear. And you think about the founding of our country and the courage that it took for those 56 men to draft the Declaration of Independence. And, you know, courage is not necessarily the absence of fear. It is uh, overcoming fear. And for those 56 men in the sweltering heat of June and July of 1776, they had to put their fear aside, the fear of being charged with treason, of being beheaded or hanged. And they had to declare independence. They felt like there were punitive taxes imposed upon them. That was just one of 75 charges listed in basically what was the charging document, the Declaration of Independence that was drafted in this building right behind me. Articles, uh, excuse me, the um, Articles of Confederation were also drafted here. And then 11 years later, you had the Constitution that was drafted, edited, and then presented to the people here. So it's a very important place in American history. On the other side, we've got the Liberty Bell. We are surrounded by history. Carpenters Hall, the President's House or Graff House is just on the other side of this building. That is where yeah. President Washington and President John Adams lived during their presidencies. So we are having a great time here. We've got a special tomorrow at 2 p.m. live for one hour, live here from Philadelphia, then on to Liberty University and then on to Cookville, Tennessee. All right. Amanda Head, uh, great stuff. Uh, we will check back with you tomorrow uh, and later this week. Uh, give our best to everybody there and uh, stay safe. Appreciate you. Thank you. I shall. Uh, Thank you, David. Uh, um, Amanda Head there in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. By the way, I don't like the Philadelphia Flyers. I just, I, I don't care if you're from Philadelphia. And I, I said it. I'm a Washington Capitals fan. 
and if it's the Capitals versus the Flyers. Oh, I'm sorry, that has nothing to do with the Constitution, but it does have something to do with Philadelphia. Uh, but once again, here on Real America's Voice, the Save America Freedom Tour this week. Check it out, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern. And, of course, we'll have coverage here on the water cooler as well. We are back in a moment with Anna Perez with an interesting story yet again. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Welcome back to the Water Cooler, everybody. End of the show. Anna Perez uh, joining us. Uh, the regular. That's what I'm going to call you. Decaf regular. No, regular. I'll, the regular. Wow. I I'll like take that. regular Anna Perez in the F block. Thank you. There it is. So what do you got? What's happening? So, of course, the infrastructure news that's coming out today is that mm -hmm. um, the White House is going to be meeting with Republicans on the Hill today, this afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, and basically, they're just going to discuss a few points of contention with the infrastructure bill. Just a few points. Just a few. <laughs> but, you know, the major ones are obviously the price or the cost of it, right. how they're going to pay for it. And then, of course, there's what's in it. Mm -hmm. So right now, the cost that Biden wants to spend on this is over $2 trillion, of course. And, you know, last week, Republicans spoke to the White House. They wanted to spend about $568 billion mm -hmm. on this, which kind of has, you know, gone out the wayside. They know that's not going to be possible right. as far as, you know, being able to negotiate this. Mm -hmm. So now they're discussing somewhere between 800, uh, up to 800 or 900 billion dollars is what they're willing to mm -hmm. compromise on. Mitch McConnell has suggested 800, mm -hmm. um, and Lindsey Graham has suggested he would go as far as 900 billion dollars. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see what they decide on, but ultimately I think the biggest complaint here is what is actually in the infrastructure plan. Right. Um, Republicans have criticized it, saying that it's not actually focused on infrastructure, you know, you know, repairing roads, bridges, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, Lindsey Graham has even said he supports, you know, high-speed internet, you know, uh, building mm -hmm. that up throughout the nation, which is something that is actually included in the in Biden's proposal. So that's one mm -hmm. thing that a lot of them do agree on. But, mm -hmm. you know, you see things like, you know, housing and, you know, racial equality being pushed into environmentalism, all these other things that the Biden administration wants to spend money on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's obviously concerning to a lot of Americans and, you know, conservatives. Well, I agree. And I think Democrats are going to have a choice here because uh, I think they can take an $800, 900000000000 billion deal, call it infrastructure, which it would be, road, bridges, highways, Internet, and call it, you know, say bipartisanship. But they're going to want more. They're going to want, like, a, the whole one point, whatever it is, I say one point, whatever, enchilada. They're saying right. $2 trillion, but But... I don't know. We'll see if they, they negotiate something in the middle. Yeah, and, you know, Nick Balassi just reported on a story where mm -hmm. Marsha Fudge actually, she's the housing and urban, oh, right. um, yeah, she's the housing secretary, and she mm -hmm. came out and talked about how they're not going to prioritize giving public housing to American citizens. So that means a lot of these resources could be allocated to illegal aliens, which is a whole, a whole other issue. I know we've discussed a lot on here, but, you know, it just goes to show that yeah. 
this isn't even going to Americans, so that's another huge concern thank, as well. Thank you for telling me that. I'm putting this on my 2022 list, a midterm <laughs> list, and just, you know, chalk that up for Republicans yeah. as well. Thanks, Anne. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, tomorrow on the show uh, is going to be a great show. I can't. It's not like I have a crystal ball or anything, but if I had a crystal ball, I'd be like, great show.